If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like for you to turn to John chapter 5. We're going to be in two places this morning. John chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Let's all stand. Last week we talked about uh, David, and he said, I, there's one thing I want. There's just one thing I want. There's one thing I want. I want to be in the presence of God. And now we have Jesus, and he says, there's one thing I want. There's only one thing I want. And he's talking about the same thing, David. He goes, I want to see what God is doing. I want to see what God's doing, and whatever he's doing, I'm going to, do, I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing. That's all I'm going to do. That's the only thing I'm going to do. Only what I see Jesus, what I only see what I, only what I see the Father doing. Verse 19, chapter 5 of John. Jesus gave them this answer, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show even greater things than these. And if you want to, you can turn to Hebrews chapter 12. And this might sound a little different at first, but then as you get into it, it, it shows. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for joy set before him endured the cross, scorned its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The theme of Jesus was, I'm going to look to the Father, whatever the Father does, whatever I see him doing, I'm going to be doing. After Jesus ascends up into heaven, the Hebrew writer is writing, it's the New Testament church, and he says, fix your eyes on Jesus. And Jesus has his eyes on the Father. And we are to be about what the Father is doing. And so let's pray this morning. Father, we come to you today. Father, I thank you for everyone here today that felt like they needed to be in your house. And it's a nasty old day outside. But this group said, I want to go and worship God today. And Father, I pray that you would bless them today. I pray that you would open up your word and that we would see fresh and new the words that you spoke so many years ago. And Father, I pray that we would know and believe that we can see you and we can watch you and we can do the things that you have for us to do. Father, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Help us to tune our life into him. And we ask these things in Jesus, amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Last week, we talked about David, and he said, I want to be one thing. I want to be in the presence of God. I want to see what God's doing. I want to know what God's doing so I can get there and be doing the same thing. And so I went from the Old Testament this week into the New Testament to see what Jesus had to say about this and the one thing that Jesus was about and I wanted to know I want to know what was Jesus about and whatever Jesus is about that's what I want to be about and so I wanted I asked the question what is it 
that determined what Jesus said? What is it that determined what Jesus did? What was it that determined where Jesus went? What was it that was directing his life? Because if everything we do is only Jesus and only what he wants, then we need to ask this question. What was it that was directing him? What was it that moved him? What was it that made him cry? What was it that made him laugh? What was it that moved his life? And I think uh, lots of times we think that the only influence that Jesus had was the Father because that says that was his only influence, but there were other people trying to influence Jesus. There were other things in his life, and I think sometimes we think that he was immune to the pull of the world. That nobody was that that uh, it was just there, nobody was trying to get him to do anything. He was just he was just all about God, and and that there was no other things that was trying to influence him. But I want you to know, Jesus suffered the same different things that we suffer. He he suffered influence uh, from people that was close to him. He su- he had influence from uh, the culture that he lived in. Everybody was trying to influence him. And we live in a world where there is a constant influence to try to pull us away from what God is trying to do, to try to get our eyes from being fixed on Jesus to be fixed on something else, to get our gaze to move from him and, be, and see something else and get our, our life off of direction. If you look in the, in the New Testament, if you look in, cha- in Mark chapter 6, if you look in John chapter 7, Jesus had a family. You don't hear a whole lot about his family, but Jesus had a family. Some of you have a family who is not very much interested in following Jesus. Some of you have people in your family that maybe that make fun of you that maybe aren't interested in what when you talk about Jesus, that aren't interested in the things in your life that you do. They think that you going to church is ridiculous. They think that you tithing is ridiculous. They think that you giving your life to Christ is ridiculous and, and talking about living for him is ridiculous. Jesus had a family. Mark chapter 6, verse 3 talks about his brothers and sisters. If you go into John chapter 7, verses 2 through 9, it talks about his brothers. And his brothers, they said that they didn't believe that he was who he said he was. But they said, look, here's the deal. If you're going to do this, you need to go up to Jerusalem and you just need to do it. No more of this hanging around down here. You need to go up to Jerusalem, show everybody who you are, and just do this thing. And they were trying to influence him. They were trying to push him. But Jesus says, I'm only going to do what I see the father doing. Jesus had a family that tried to influence him. Some of you have family that will try to influence you. And uh, sometimes family is really good. Sometimes the influence of our family is wonderful. But sometimes the influence of our family is not always right. And so we cannot trust completely the influence of our family. We have to look only to Jesus. Jesus had friends, and it is easy to be influenced by our friends. It's easy to be influenced by our peers. It's not just the peers that we have that we that we live with that we can see. We have in, in the in the day that we live in with social media, there are many, many, some people have hundreds of peers. 
people who are following them, people who are influencing them. They do things to get their peers to like them or to uh, whatever it is that they do, but they're, they're, they, they are influenced by their peers. We're influenced by our friends. I think today our kids and our teens have more peer pressure than ever before. Social media uh, brings a huge amount of influence. Jesus had friends trying to influence him. Peter, Jesus' close friend, the one that he loved, the one that he said was the rock, he was going to be the leader of the church after Jesus was gone. In Matthew 16, 22 and 23, Peter tries to talk Jesus out of going to Jerusalem. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Now, I believe that Peter in his heart felt like he was trying to do the right thing. And I believe that Peter loved him. And sometimes people who love us, sometimes our friends who love us are not watching and seeing what God is doing. And they'll try to speak into our lives what what they think we need to do. Jesus only listened to the Father. Jesus only looked to the Father. Jesus would not be influenced by the church. Now, I think it's good to be influenced by the church, but we have to make sure that the church is following the Father. The leaders of the church that Jesus was a part of, the Jewish community, the, the leaders of the Jewish community had a belief and, and, uh, and they were trying to influence Jesus. They tried to influence to get him to go things, to do things their way to uh, do religion their way, to do the things on, on the days that they wanted him to do it and then in the ways that they wanted him to do it. And they wanted everyone that was there to fall in line with the system that they had in place. And we serve in the church and we serve with the church and we are the body of Christ. But the church is not the final authority. Jesus is the final authority. God is the final authority. We are to fix our eyes on Jesus first. We live in a world where the government tries to influence us. Jesus was also influenced by the government. There were high officials that he stood in front of. He stood in front of the king, the ruler of the Jews, and tried to encourage him and tried to influence him to do miracles. Pilate tried to get Jesus to help him, to release him. He tried to influence him. Jesus was influenced by government. Government seeks to influence our lives today. And Jesus was influenced and tried to be influenced by Satan himself. He was tempted by Satan himself, just like we are. And Jesus, just like us, had all sorts of different opinions and people and things seeking to influence his life. Some were trying desperately to destroy him. Others thought they were doing him a favor. They thought they had his best interest in mind. And there will always be people on both sides. And uh, Jesus said, I do one thing. I do what I see the Father doing. And we are called to live like Jesus. And the Hebrew writer says that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus and we are to be like Jesus. And Jesus said, I do one thing. I do what I see the Father doing. Jesus said, I get myself to a place where I can see God. 
I join him in what he is doing. And what he does, I do. And Jesus did not try to talk God into doing something else. He said, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, God, I think you got a good thing going here, but maybe if we did something else. He said, no, I do what I see you doing. I join you in what you're doing. And I don't try to change your mind. I have to let God change my vision so that I can see him. If we want to see Jesus, we're going to have to have different eyes than what we have. I have to allow God to change my vision so that I can see him. I have to let God change me, let God control me to the point that I can see him. You know that in and of ourselves, we don't even look for God. If we don't allow God to to draw us and if we don't allow God to change us, we don't notice God. We're too busy with the things we're doing. We're so focused on me that we can't see him and we have a hard time seeing God. And if I don't look up for myself, I will not see him. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, as God would speak to his people, he would say, look up, look up. Look up from what you're doing. Look up from yourself. And when we, when, when we are uh, uh, interested in the things that we're doing, we tend to look down and we get in, involved in our things in our life and we don't look up. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see this look up. Look up and see me. See me so that you can follow me. Look up. Get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes off your life. Cindy was talking about this week, the, the world says, be yourself. You be you. You do you. How many times have you heard that? You be you. That is not the message of Scripture. I hope you know that. That is the world's message, and it keeps screaming and screaming, but the message of Scripture is, you be what you see the Father doing. He was only doing one thing and he only did what the father was doing and he was always looking Jesus was never looking at himself he was never taking into account what would hurt him he was never taking into account what it would cost him he was never taking into account Jesus he was always looking at the father and saying what is the father doing and no matter where it led him no matter where it led his body no matter what pain his body had to go through he said I am going to do What I see the Father doing, I do not take account of me. It is only Him. He was always looking at the Father. Not looking at self, but always the Father. And I have to let God change me to where my eyes are off myself. We have got to get our eyes on Christ. Our eyes on the Father, doing what we see Him doing. And how often do we stop and look and try to see what God is doing. I want you to listen again to what Jesus says. I, he is saying, I only do this if the Father is doing this. And so we need to ask, what is God doing? What is God up to and how can I join him there? Too often we don't ask or look. We ask God to join us. In what we're doing. How, many, how often do we say, God, will you please bless what I'm doing? God, will you join me in what I'm doing? God, I got a really good thing going here. Will you come and, and join me in what I am doing? God, will you bless my family? 
Will you bless my ideas? God, I've got this great idea for what I need to do with my life. Will you, will you bless this? Instead of saying, God, what are you doing? What, what have you got going? Where are you working? How can I join you where you are? We look at our lives and we look at the things and we look at the people around and we let people influence and we say, that sounds like a great thing. God, will you bless me where I am? Instead of saying, God, what are you doing and can I join you? And we never look or ask God what he wants to do. Jesus, listen to this. Jesus looked for God in everything. And we need to be looking for God in everything. And we need to ask, God, are you in this? God, are you part of this? God, what are you doing at my job? What are you wanting to to take place at my job? I think too often we go in... And we do whatever it is we're hired to do. And we never stop and say, God, what might you be trying to do today? God, what might you be trying to speak into my fellow workers' lives today? God, what what are you trying to do, God, as you move through this factory today? Or you move through this, whatever it is I do today. God, what what are you trying to do? And God, can I join you in that? Do you not think that God seeks to move in the lives of the people that you work with. And I'm afraid too often we've got our head down and God is moving right behind. We never see. What are you trying to do in the life of my loved ones? God, what are you trying to do in Cindy's life? How can I join you and help you with that? I have missed that in the time that we've been married, there are times that I'm sure that God was trying to do something. I was just too busy with my own self. God, what are you trying to do in the lives of my children? How often, dads, do we just get up and go? Because that's what we do. We got to go. We got to prepare. We've got to provide. We've got to protect. That's what we do. And we get up. How often do we stop and say, God, what are you trying to do in my kid's life? And how can I join you? I'm preaching this to myself this morning. As I was in this scripture this week, I started thinking about, God, what, where are you? And what do you, God, I want to see you. God, help me see you. Help me see what you're trying to do in my grandchildren's life. How can I join you in that? Not God. This is what this is what we pray. God change my wife. God change my husband. God do do something in their life. Change them. Make them better. They're not doing the way I want it to do. You change them. Instead of, God, what what is your plan for them and can I join you in that? Let me get on board with what I see you doing. What are you doing in my kid's life? How can I join you, God? How can I join you in what you're trying to do? Because I tell you, whatever God's got going is way better than you can ever think of. It's way better than you can plan. And too often, and I'm being really honest this morning, too often, 
We say, God, this is what the world's doing, and I want to be part of that, and I just wish you'd just bless what I'm doing. This is what everybody else is doing. This is, this is what I see the world doing. This is what I see everybody else doing uh, in the world, and, and, and that's what makes kids popular, and that's what makes things easy on my kids, because that's what I see the world doing. God, I'm, that's what we're going to do, and, and, and could you just bless this? And I just want to be honest with you. There might be some things in your life that God's really not in. And if what you are part of, just listen to me this morning. If what you are part of becomes between, comes between you and God, I'm just saying he's probably not in it. If the activities that we are part of and the things that we are part of and the things that we give our lives to start coming between us and God... I'm just going to be saying he's probably not in that. If you are doing, if you have sin in your life, if there are sinful things that you are doing, I'm just going to tell you this morning, you're going to have a hard time seeing God. If you're living in sin, if there's sin in your life, you're going to have a hard time seeing God. And he says, I have to see him. Jesus says, I have to see him so I can do the things I see him doing. We have to see God. Too often we look at others. Don't look at others. We look at everybody else and say, well, that might be working for them, so that's what I need to do. We take our eyes off God and we look at others. We look at our family and we look at uh, what other people are doing. And I want you to know this morning, we're not called to be like other people. God does not call us to be like other people. We're called to be like Christ. We are called to be holy. We're not told to do what God is doing in someone else. We're not called to do what God is doing in another family. We're not called to do what God is doing in another church. We're not called to do what God is doing in another country. We are called to do what God is doing here in my life. We are called to see God and we're called to do what he is doing Parents, you should be on your face. We should be on our face asking God about everything we do and say, God, are you in this? God, are you in this? Are you in this? How often do you stop and ask God whatever it is you're doing? God, are you in this? Are you in this job I'm doing? Are you in this activity I'm doing? Are you in this and don't rationalize it and look at it and, and, and try to see and, and make God be part of it? Ask God, are you in this? Is this really what we need to be doing? Do I see you here or am I just trying to see you here? Students, you need to look at every activity in your life and say, is God in this? Is God in this? Can I really see him in what I'm doing? Every person you date, every person you think about dating, you ought to say, is God in them? Is God in this, is God in this relationship? What can I see God doing? And I'm going to tell you this morning. If God's not in it, get out. If God's not in it, quit. If God's not in what your kids are part of, take them out of it. If God's not in a relationship that you're in, get out. 
Jesus said, I do only what I see the Father doing, and that's all we're supposed to be doing. And if I can't see God in it, Jesus said, if I don't see the Father in it, I don't do it. And that needs to be the way that we live. If I can't see God in it, if I can't find God in it, I don't do it. And Jesus was always looking. He was always asking, God, what are you doing? And how do I join you there? I named the sermon as your life tuned to the Father alone. Landon and Colin and, and Lance, they haven't. I don't know if there's any up here. I don't, I don't see one up here. But there is a little tuner that they have, and it clips to the end of their guitar. And they can tune, and they, they tune, and, and once they get it, the guitar is in tune. And then they can take that, and Ross, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if you take that and put that on another guitar and tune it, those two car, the guitars will be in tune, won't they? But if you take and start tuning to the guitar, and then you tune to the guitar that you just tuned from the guitar, and you keep going, by the time you get to about 100 guitars, they're all going to be out of tune, aren't they, Ross? I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not an expert, but I read this. But if you take all hundred of those and tune it to the tuner, to the single tuner, if you tune them all to the single tuner, all hundred will be in tune. And I think what happens sometimes is we tune to each other. This is what I see my neighbor doing. So it must be okay. This is what the other people I'm hanging around with. This is what even, even in the church, I see other people in the church doing this, and so this must be okay. I see other people in the culture doing this. And I'm going to tell you, we don't need a church tuned to each other. We don't need a church that's tuned to whatever the world says or even what the church culture says. We need a church where each person is tuned to Jesus alone. Not to what we think, but to Jesus alone. We need to get to a place where we tune to God alone. And then when we come together, we will be in tune. I just want to ask you this morning. Are you doing what you see the Father doing? Are you asking him to join in what you are doing? Are you looking Christ, I'd like for the praise band to come. Can, can you go get Landon, Cindy? We live in a world where we look at others, where we tune our lives to others, where we look at what others have to say, where we even look at uh, other people within the church and Jesus said I do one thing 
I look to see what the Father is doing. I want you guys to come on, come on up. I just do one thing. I see what God is doing. I see what the Father is doing. And that's what I do. And I don't do anything else. I don't know where you are this morning, and I don't know what God's trying to speak into your life today. I walked out on JJ Highway this morning, and I came in, and I told Cindy, I said, our road is so slick. And in my mind, I was like, we are not going to have church today. We are not. God would not let me cancel today. There is someone here today. I know that you need to get to the place where you just see God and you, there are some things in your life that you need to let go of this morning and say, I am going to follow God and I'm not going to ask God to join me in what I'm doing. I'm going to join God in what he's doing. Now, whether you do that or not, that's up to you. But I've been faithful with the message this morning. Is your life in a place where you can see God? I mean, I'm just ask yourself, do I, do I look for God? As I, as I went through this scripture this week, I was like, God, there are times that I, I'm just rolling through and I'm not looking. And I'm telling you, I've been driving down the road and saying, God, what are you trying to do here? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you, and I, I knew people that I were getting, I was getting ready to meet with like, God, what are you trying to do here? God, I want to see you. I want to see you. And I want to follow whatever you're trying to do in their life. I want to join you with whatever you're trying to do. That is all we do. Do you understand? That's all we do. That's all Jesus did. And that's what we're called to do. I want us to stand this morning. We're going to open up the altar. The altar's open. I just want you to ask yourself this morning, am I looking for God? Is that the only thing that influences me? Is that the only thing that influences my, my family? Am I asking God to show me what he's doing in the people around me's life, and am I joining them, joining you, him in doing that? If you need to pray this morning, the altars are open. Come as we sing.